You're listening to a message from Every Nation Canberra. In this message from our series, This Church, Pastor Joe Sulit discusses an exciting new perspective and direction for how Every Nation Canberra does church. We are Every Nation Canberra. We're here to honor God and make disciples. Good morning to all of you. We normally ask you to extend a hand, give a hug, but just, you know, flash that beautiful smile to the person beside you, that big, beautiful close-up smile. Last week, I told you that we started a series called This is Church, and we are going to take on a radical direction as a church community. So we are starting, we started a series called This is Church. This is a three-part series, and my prayer is that by the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit that we'll be guided as we transition from this church to the church that God wants us to be to where God wants us to be. And in the process to understand, as I said last week, the church is not the building, it's not the pastor, it's not the denomination. The Bible says that whatever we do, we do it for God's glory because this is His church. And the purpose of the series is to let you know why we are making this radical move from being a church that's doing things to being the church to the community around us. We talked about the twofold role of the church, and that is to preach the gospel and to make disciples. We looked at the church from a perspective of the cross. The gospel is the word of God. It is the good news of salvation, which has to be proclaimed to the community. So we are the church, and that means you and I have a mission to proclaim the good news, and make disciples. But as I showed you last week, how can we be effective as a church if, look at this, 47% of Australians say they don't go to church because church is not important to me. It doesn't have any value to my life. 26% said I don't accept how church or religion is being taught in church. 24% say church is outdated. It's just not my style. 22% said they have issues with ministers, pastors, and clergymen. 19% said, I don't go to church because I don't believe the Bible. And 18% said they're just so busy attend church. The numbers don't lie. Our brothers and sisters outside the walls of this church, those who are someplace else right at this very moment, don't even have any idea of what we are doing here right now. And even if they did, it would be very, very unlikely that they would come and check us out because they don't find us relevant. They don't find what we do interesting enough. So how do we engage our community to fulfill our mission as a church? I said we, and not just I or you, because you don't wash your hands and point it to the pastor or the leader. It's, that's your job to disciple people. That's your job to preach the gospel. No. This is something that we have to do as a church collectively and individually with the gifts that God has given us. 
And I said last week, I honestly believe that the only way that we can move forward is to take a step backward and make some radical changes in how we do church as a community. Last week, I told you about the church reset. We are going to do that so that we can restart the church. And the objective is to be relevant to the community that God has placed us in. I showed you a picture of a circle with a center in the middle, and I said that this image really completely changed my perspective about church. And this change of perspective happened just about three weeks ago. I strongly believe that what we do here is important. It is essential. This is a beautiful thing to see all of you here together gathering and worshiping God as a church family. But I don't think it's enough. See, doing church the traditional way, even if we become good at doing it, will not bridge the gap between us and the people outside who don't come to church. Even if we come out with consistently compelling sermons or the best worship service or the best Sunday school for the kids, even if we grow to be a thousand strong church or 5,000 strong church, there would still be about 390,000 Canberrans who wouldn't have any idea of what we're doing here, who would never hear the word being preached every week, and who would never experience what it's like to be in a church community like this. Don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about numbers who come to a weekend service as the basis for the success of a church. It's not. What I'm talking about is that are we really effective as a church in reaching out to the people outside? You ask yourself that question. Why can't we just come to the service, you know, pray and worship God, be in a tag group or connect group and just love God? Because the biblical mandate for each and every person who confesses and professes that Jesus is his Lord is to go. Not to go in the church, but to go and make disciples. The dynamic of the Christian life is not just making sure you set your alarm early on on Saturday morning and be at church before 10. A big part of our Christian life happens not inside this room, but outside the rest of the week. Are we intentionally reaching out to the people outside our church community? Many of you would say, I'm fine by myself. You know, I have my own dramas to deal with. Why would I bother with the dramas of other people? Most of us are just weekend Christians. We just tick a box and feel good because we were able to listen to God's Word. We were able to fellowship with the church community. I hope that you understand at this point that the mission of the church is your mission because you are the church. I told you last week that this perspective, this picture, has completely changed how I look at church and how I believe that God will use the church to fulfill His mission. That is to set things right in a broken and sinful world and redeem and restore our relationship with Him. The Bible says, God sent His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, whosoever believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. Jesus is the foundation of the church. Everything that we do as a church and in the church centers around Jesus. 
No one in this room can argue with that. But what we did as a church is build a wall around Jesus. And we called it church. We are the church, right? And who belongs to this church? The people who belong to this church are the Christians. You and I, people who have confessed that Jesus is their Savior and their Lord. What about the people outside the church? They are the unchurched. Probably they're a friend or a relative who believes in Jesus, but thinks that church is not my thing. Remember, the survey showed that only 15% of Australians who said that they were Christians actually go occasionally to a church service. They believe in Jesus Christ, but they don't think church is relevant to them. I don't need that. I have a relationship with God. What's the community for? They do not see the value of being part of a church family. Or they could be the de-churched. Those people who used to come to church but are not going to church anymore because they have been traumatized by something or someone from church. And the rest, simply the non-Christians, those who do not believe in Jesus. And what this church and all the other churches have been doing for the longest time is to try to attract people to come to the church service so they can experience what we are experiencing. We try to develop programs, events, ministries, evangelistic outreaches. We water down the gospel and strive to have emotionally compelling sermons so that it will make us attractive to people. And somehow we, we might be able to get them come and visit us and hear a sermon and see how we function as a church community or probably have them be part of a tag group or a small group. We are, as a church, are growing in numbers. We've grown about 100% since we started. We have successfully connected people in this room to different small groups and tag groups, which consistently meet outside the weekend services that we have. We are actually doing quite well as a church. And if we keep doing this, what will happen? We would eventually grow and multiply. And what's wrong with that? Nothing. Nothing is wrong with that. It's actually good. This church is us. This is where we are right now. It's not a bad place to be. But as I was telling you last week, I've, I started to have this deep burden in my heart, really, to look at this picture again and again and again in prayer and ask God, what does a biblical church look like? What I find fundamentally skewed in this model is the fact that we have actually drawn a border between us and the people we want to reach. As you can see, some are barely in, but not quite. Why? Maybe there's a couple here. Maybe because they're living in an adulterous relationship and we don't want them in church. Or maybe that lady there is living in sin and unless she changes her immoral lifestyle, she can never be in the church. 
And that man over there, he's into some kind of addiction and lives in an ungodly way. We do not want him to be here with us in church. He definitely cannot be inside. And many more who do not believe in Jesus, they're outside the circle of the church. The problem with this kind of structure is that it has created an invisible wall that separated us from them. Why can't you invite your Christian friend or non-Christian friend or co-worker to church? Why? Because you think they're not Christians. And you think they would turn you down or you they would feel awkward and they would not even consider your invitation. You wouldn't even probably waste your time because he's not Christian. I'd probably just try someone else. Plus the fact that they would probably feel out of place in the first place if they come to a church service like this. Why don't you even try talking faith to your family members who are not Christians? Because you probably believe that their unbelief is hopeless. See, you're active in church doing this and doing that, but you have a family member who has not accepted Christ as his personal Savior, but you say, ah, I've given up on that person. He's hopeless. There is always a wall that separates us from them, those who are in and those who are out. We can be the best Jesus-loving, Bible-believing community that God wants us to be. But if we don't live our faith outside the walls of this church, then the people outside our Christian world will never see, they will never hear, they will never experience Jesus. I would like, therefore, to make a bold proposal, one which we are going to undertake and hopefully to become the church that God wants us to be. What if, what if we remove this border around us, then we become a church without walls? This is the community that I'm talking about, a community outside this community. There is a community beyond the circle that we have drawn around us. This is what I'm talking about, a community that is no longer divided by someone who is in or out. A community that is no longer divided by someone who belongs and someone who doesn't belong. Now, without the wall, we will not look at another person as someone who is in or out, right? We start looking at that person from now on as someone who is either walking closer to or walking farther away from the center. You see the difference? Now you would see your coworker, now you would see your non-Christian friend as someone who is either in or out, but someone who is just probably walking farther away from Jesus. And this would completely change the way you would look at discipleship. In this sense, everyone is in and no one is out. Though some people are closer to the center than others, everyone is potentially part of the community. 
No one is discriminated for who they are, for what they do, or even what they believe in. The moment that you understand that every person you meet represents a soul that has an eternal destiny, the moment you remove this boundary around the church, then this wall would crumble. To me, this is life-changing. When I became a Christian, honestly, I've lessened my interaction with people who do not share my faith. I believe that if I spend more time with them, I might be influenced and might share their yoke. People I spend time with have been passed through a filter, this wall that says you're either in or you're out. After realizing this, I looked at the person, never looked at the person anymore as someone is in or out. The moment I realized this image of people not bounded by anything, but just centered on Christ, it's just you either farther or closer, then it changed my entire perspective. Now I don't see anyone as someone who's not Christian or Christian. I see everyone as a person who deserves the chance to hear the gospel and a chance to receive Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. This is by no measure not saying that we should be equally yoked with unbelievers. If you read many instances in the New Testament, Jesus is friends with a sinner. But it doesn't mean that he condones sin. It doesn't mean that he winked at people who committed sin. It just meant that Jesus welcomes sinners who are open to the gospel. Jesus embraces sinners who are willing to repent of their sins and follow him and put their faith in him. To be relevant to the church, the church outside our church community, we need to shift from traditional to from being exclusive to being inclusive. We need to be relational and missional as a church. Now, no one is out. Everyone is just on a journey, either walking farther away or closer to Jesus. No one is unworthy of hearing the gospel. No one is unworthy of being led to the path towards Jesus. You see the difference? I've got it all wrong all my life. Just three weeks ago, I realized that I have built a wall around myself because I'm a Christian pastor. I would probably pick one or few people who I know would, would be sort of like interested in hearing the gospel, but I've totally closed down my, my life and my ideas and beliefs to my neighbor who I think will never even consider listening and hearing about Jesus. And that is completely wrong because we were asked to go and make disciples, not within the church community, but the, to the people and to the community outside the circle of what we call our faith community. Ed Stetzer, a missiologist and director for the Center for Missional Research at the North American Mission Board at the Southern Baptist Convention, has found evidence that spiritual behavior is happening outside 
the local church, outside the church walls. He recently finished a study on alternative faith communities, and this is what he has to say. He said, a growing number of people are finding Christian discipleship and community, listen to this, in places outside their local churches. What this is telling us is that if we think missionally as a church, it is possible to build a Christian community outside what we do here in the weekend services. And by God's grace and direction, this is what we want to explore as a church. This is how we live out our faith community right now. We have an average of four weekly services. And we have a very, thank God, a very vibrant and strong small tag groups meeting regularly between the services. What we want to do now is to transition from the traditional to a more missional and more organic structure with a healthy balance of the gospel and the community. This, what we do here, is the gospel. We preach the word, we worship God, but we're missing out one element of the cross, which is the community. And this community is not this community. This community, when Jesus said, go out and make disciples of every nation, it means the community outside what we call our church. We need to be more missional. What will happen is this. For those who have been with us from the very beginning, we will go back to our original schedule of doing church on a fortnight basis. This is why I'm saying that moving forward means taking a step backward. And people will raise their eyebrows. People will raise questions. I understand that. This is, this is the time, the first and third Saturday, where we will gather like this as believers to break bread, fellowship, pray for one another, listen to the word, honor and worship Jesus. The gaps in between the weekend services is when we remove the barrier. Remember that circle, that boundary, Again, here everyone is in and no one is out. This is where we build that faith community outside the local church. This is where we go and make disciples. You will never find any prescription in the Bible that says you have to meet weekly as a church. In the Bible, we're reminded and we see a pattern of daily worship and fellowship. They simply met every day, right? Their lifestyle and their culture allowed them to do that. But this is something that we cannot do in the context of the culture and the community that we are in. We cannot do a daily service for obvious reasons. Ed Stetzer said, we have to customize church to the community rather than trying to fit the community into the structure and the form of the church. This is exactly what we are doing and this is how we will become relevant to our community. To be missional means to shift our focus 
Remember this, our focus, not on what we do inside this facility, but what we do outside. Again, each and every one of us here has a role to play to make this happen. What we are going to have, I believe, is a balance of doing church as followers of Jesus and being the church as a salt and light to the community that God has called us to. Now, this is not going to work if you will use the extra weekends as an excuse to be lukewarm towards our mission. We have to be intentional. We have to be intentional in engaging our community in meaningful relationships, building genuine friendships with the brothers and sisters outside the wall of the church. What would a church look like on a day outside our regular services? I'd just like to show you some pictures of what we've been doing already. The church on a Saturday where there's no service could be a time where you can invite your friends to a park to just have a picnic. This is church. Or when you drive to Sydney over the weekend and spend an evening with your daughter, that is church. Or watch the famous T-Rex come to life on a Monday morning at the Balloon Festival, that is church. Or just have breakfast at the Black Mountain Peninsula with the church members and some of your friends probably who don't come to church, they would definitely come with you and have barbecue at the peninsula. Or maybe you can just daddy daycare the kids. That's church. Give your wives a break, all right? It could be an after-service tag group. Or a lady simply just catching up. Or maybe lunch over at Sarge's house. Or, you know, some serious men's devotional in Throsby. While the ladies in the garage are doing their own study of women in the Bible. Church could be a weekend drive and an overnight camp in Mirimbula. Or a productive dinner talking about what life would be like without toilet paper. It was really fun. You could just imagine how creative Alex can be in finding ways and means to, you know, wipe without a tissue. Tabo, yes. Or it could be just a night at the escape room. Or the worship team catching up over, over uh, burgers and milkshake. Or an afternoon merienda with the folks. Church is spending breakfast with your lovely wife and doing devotional together. Or visiting friends and doing one-to-one -one till late in the evening. Or an afternoon at Braddon with an old friend you haven't seen for a while. Or catching up over uh, hot chocolate at Oliver Brown on some little conversations. Or maybe just some afternoon laughs with Barbara. Or sending off Aaron and Donna to Brisbane. This was just last night. Or simply a birthday celebration with the family. That's the birthday celebration last night. I can still show you heaps and heaps of pictures of what church really looks like. Beyond the traditional weekend services that we have. This is church, and it happens when we begin to engage others deeply into the ordinary thread of our lives. That is church. This, this is not the church that God wants us to be. I'm not saying that this is not good. This is beautiful. We have to do this as, church, as a church community. 
But if I ask you to come here every weekend and then ask you to go out and meet with your friends in between that, then maybe I'm asking too much of you. Why? Because I understand the culture that we are in. We're even struggling to get people come on a week, weekly basis. There are times when I don't feel like coming because I feel tired, but no one's going to preach and you'll just, sitting, just be sitting here and probably watching Netflix. So, you know, I feel like that sometimes. If I feel that, you feel that too, and we have to be honest. I'm not saying that we're walking away from God and our responsibility. I'm saying we're actually moving forward to fulfilling God's mission and commission to all of us. Let's enjoy this time of worship together every fortnight. But let's be intentional in the gaps in between those fortnights. It doesn't have to be on a Saturday. You can spend your time with your family, you know, bring the kids to sports, watch a movie. That is church, but you have to be intentional. Intentional means when you go out and have coffee with a friend, the difference between just having coffee and being intentional is at the back of your mind and deep in your heart, you're praying, Lord, please give me an opportunity to share you to this person. You don't sit with that person and say, I'm doing one-to-one -one with you. Let's do tag together and let's do Bible study. No. Have coffee, have breakfast, you know, watch a movie with that person. Don't talk about Jesus. Be Jesus to them. Let your life be the expression of your faith. They would see who you are and who you know because of how you live your life. It's an expression of the spirits overflowing in you. Love, joy, peace, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and all these other things, they manifest, they overflow in you. You don't even have to speak a word. And say, do you know Jesus? Because they will see Jesus in you. You don't have to talk Jesus. You just have to be Jesus to them. That is why you cannot tell me that I cannot do discipleship. I need to know the Bible. I need to be trained to do that. No. Go and ask your friend over for coffee. Invite them over the weekend at the bowling strip or whatever. I don't know. You know, if you love biking, you know, create a bike group. You create a hiking group or a running group. Be creative. Be yourself. That is where you build your influence around people who share the same values and, 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 and hobbies with you. But be intentional. I'm telling you, church is simple. It is simple, but it's not easy because you have to invest your time. It's not complicated. It's very easy. It's very simple, but not easy. Invest your time in the lives of others. Church is intentional. It will only happen if you step up and go and invest your time with a friend or with someone who hasn't, probably haven't, you know, seen for a long time or just someone who is sitting right beside you every day, five days a week in the office. Church is not a building or an event that we drop in or drop off every weekend. It's not the it's not the event that we attend to, but church is rather the people that we build relationships with out of our genuine love for them. That is church. Whether you agree with me or not, you're going to do our fortnight services. <laughs> but I encourage you, be the church. To your family that's your first ministry spend the weekend when we start having our weekend breaks spend it with your family spend it with your wife 
Take your kids out to the park and play softball or whatever. Spend time. Your family is your first ministry. You have members of the family who don't know Jesus yet. Start with them. Be intentional. As we end this, I'd like you to watch this video. Hopefully, it will give us a better understanding, a clearer picture of what the church is. The church is you and me. We are the church. What is the church? Is the church a building? Is the church a pastor? Or the staff? Is the church the music? The tradition? Or the ministries? These are all good things, but they are not the church. Take them away, and the church is still here. Why? Because you are still here. The church is you. The church is you with a purpose. The church is you on a mission. The church is you with a plan, a simple plan to plug into God at a weekend service, to charge up in a small group community, to live out using your gifts and passions, and to pass on your faith to those who do not know Christ. When you and I live like this, all the things we used to do in church become things we do as the church. God desires it. The world needs it. And we are called to be it. What is the church? The church is you. Bible says, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Heavenly Father, we thank you for ushering this church into a new season, a new season of reaching out to the lost in this world. Lord, thank you for those who have understood and accepted that we are the church and we have a mission proclaim your good news the salvation that is only found in Jesus not just to the people who come to church but more importantly to the people who do not know you to the people who do not come to church Lord use us let our lives be an example of your faithfulness of your love your grace and your mercy May our lives be a shining example and testament of the power of your Spirit that is at work within us and through us. Our lives will be a testimony to our family, to our spouses and our children, our friends, our relatives, our co-workers, our classmates, our bosses, and every single person that we meet every day. 
And even people who do not know God, people who do not read the Bible will get to know the God that we serve because of the life that we live. Lord, help us to live life, our lives the way you want us to, faithfully, with all humility. As you said, they will know that you are my disciples because of your love for one another. So our prayer, Lord, help us to love unconditionally. Everyone around us, regardless of what they do, regardless of what they believe in, regardless of who they are. Because love will truly set us free. Thank you, God. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Have a great weekend, church. We'll see you next week for the third and last leg of our This Is Church series. God bless you all and stay safe. You just heard a message from Every Nation Canberra. For more messages like these or to access other resources, please visit our website at encanbra.org. Like our page on Facebook at facebook.com slash everynationcanbra.